very unfair. Rudy is a patriot who loves this country. Senators are assessing top global threats. Republican Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma citing a variety of growing threats from China. It is accelerating its nuclear and modernization efforts and will reach operational parity with the United States in the 2030s. During that Senate hearing, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines also echoing concerns regarding China, Russia, and adding Iran and North Korea to the worry list. Iran is seeking to project power in neighboring states, deflect international pressure, and min Muggy, warm conditions early morning tomorrow, start off only in the 70s. Through the day tomorrow, warming up again to above normal temperatures, sunshine to partly cloudy. The rain chance is coming back. Scattered activity Friday, isolated Friday night, widely scattered Saturday. <laughs> Fitzmorris Food Show on this beautiful Thursday. I'm not Tom Fitzmorris, as you probably are figuring out. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, sitting in the chair for Tom. Tom is sometimes in the chair, but most often these days, not so much. And, uh, you know, we give him that. After 33 years, enjoy. We are talking about food. Not yet, but when you call, we will be. And we'd love to talk to you about food. 33 years of talking about food. Let's keep it going. 5569696 is the number. Just came off a lunch that seemed bigger than it was. Uh, it was disappointing, and I'm heartbroken about that because I had this fantastic hot dog last Saturday at the Anchor and was very much looking forward to going to have another one. And I did, but it wasn't as good as the one I had just five days ago. And that was that made me sad because I was all excited about it. We had fish and chips at the table also, which was also different. A hamburger at the table, which was very satisfactory. <laughs> to the person who ordered it and a uh, salad that was kind of lameish and i don't really know what was supposed to be on it but uh it was just kind of there anyway i have to say that was a little bit disappointing we love that place as we have said many times before i was tempted to get the barbecue but i didn't want to eat as much as i did the last time uh, on Saturday, and I kind of wish I had gotten the barbecue because I probably would have liked it better. Anyway, these things happen, and uh, it was too bad. It's like you, you know, everything is expectations, not everything. I mean, sometimes it's actually really great or really bad, but as Tom has said many times, your expectations figure a lot into the experience that you have. If you are not expecting much, and you get an ordinary meal, by comparison, it will register as better. And if you are expecting a lot and you get a good meal, but you're disappointed, it registers as not as good. 
So it does matter. What you expect does matter. It's probably not a bad idea to just go into a place totally fresh and see what it is. But we have done that several times at the Anchor. We have been to the Anchor many times and, um, and had great meals. So a little disappointing there. 5569696 is the number. Hard to be disappointed with the day. It was a gorgeous day. And uh, I was going to go sit out actually by the water in those tables where uh, they're not actually designed for eating. They're designed for drinking and snacking. But uh, I was voted down and, and sent back to a real table for real food, which is under roof as opposed to out in the sunshine. And the reason we didn't sit there to begin with is that I thought Tom would not want to be out in the sunshine. And I was correct about that. Five five six nine six nine six. It is Thursday, and that means Nicole Dorignac will be here at three o'clock, talking about food, but not on a plate. Food on the store shelves, or maybe other products on the store shelves. But Thursday is Nicole's day, and we will have her on at three o'clock today. It is National Shrimp Scampi Day. That dish is a fixture of Italian menus. Its name is a contradiction, like beef, lamb, shrimp, and scampi are two different animals. A scampo, singular, is a largish, about five inches, crustacean with a hard shell living in the Adriatic Sea. Along the Italian coastline, scampi are caught and cooked in olive oil, herbs, wine, and lemon juice. True scampi don't live in this country. The closest substitute is langoustine, but big Gulf of Mexico shrimp work just fine. So shrimp scampi, it works as either an appetizer or as an entree. I've said it before and I'll say it again. To me, there is such a thing as too big. Too big. You can have a sausage that is too big or a shrimp that is too big or an oyster that is too big to me. Oysters have been obscenely large lately and I am kind of aghast at it because I've never seen oysters, quite frankly, so big. They're, <laughs> they're enormous. And uh, that is not my thing, for sure. It is Tom's thing. He loves a uh, big oyster. To me, a, uh, a sea creature, like an oyster or a shrimp that has to be cut with a fork, and certainly more than once, is too big, for sure. I can't get out of my mind whenever we go down that road. I can't get out of my mind that oyster that Tom mentioned once that was stuck on the side of a, um, uh, a, an oil platform and it just lived there. And when they finally got it, it was the size of a plate. It makes me, <laughs> that makes me gag just thinking about it. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Shrimp scampi is uh, one of the things we're putting out on the buffet today. Scampi, I think I've had probably scampi in Italy at one time or another. I do like shrimp with olive oil, herbs, wine, and lemon juice. I would say that the best 
of that version is something that I had the other night at Cafe Lynn, which is something he calls a persiliere sauce, I think, persiliere sauce. And uh, it goes on his crab claws, but then I take it and I pour it over pasta and it makes a great alio olio to me. So if you like shrimp in olive oil with herbs and garlic and a spritz of citrus, call us and tell us where you find a good one. It's not something that I would really order. I'm not even sure if I've ever ordered that in a restaurant, but it's appealing. It's just that every time I see it on a menu, there are things that are more appealing and I go ahead and get that instead. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. It's Henry's birthday today. Happy birthday to Henry. He is not there to answer the phone. He is celebrating his birthday. So uh, if you missed the opportunity to tell him happy birthday, you'll have to wait until Monday. The old kitchen sage says today, if the shells stick to the meat when you cook shrimp, you're cooking them too long. The right moment to stop cooking shrimp is the first time you wonder whether they're done. I have to respectfully disagree. The time to stop cooking them is whenever you think they're done. And since I had a really traumatic experience with shrimp many years ago at Baco, the late great Baco, I am permanently scarred and, uh, and I insist on shrimp being cooked well beyond what is appropriate. And if they're not, I will take them home and cook them yet again before eating them. But I think that I think that he must be referring to shrimp that are boiled because you usually have that problem with shrimp that are boiled. They're it's sometimes inseparable from their shells, which becomes really annoying if you're trying to eat them. Last night, <laughs> I admit I made more crawfish dip and I've decided I should not call it a dip it should be called a crawfish spread because it's too thick and any dipper of any consequence that you put in that substance will snap off so it really should be called a spread so I made more of it and the reason I made more of it was that I had some sour cream left over but the truth of the matter is it must have cream cheese so i learned something i was wondering if if dairy products that were a little um over the top and not maybe not over the top maybe over the line dairy products that had registered into a a sharp cheese-ish flavor like cream cheese or sour cream or buttermilk those kinds of things i was thinking that maybe they would be interchangeable they are definitely not after i made the spread and it sat in the pan and i had only the sour cream in it it was absolutely missing something in terms of consistency and flavor forcing me to then go out and buy another stick of cream cheese where I now have half a stick of cream cheese. And I'm just going to have to pony it up and 
throw it away because I can't think of anything else to use that with unless I had bagels that doesn't require me to start all over and get more of everything in order to make something. So I'm just going to have to do something atypical of me and just live with the fact that that's going to waste. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here, Marianne Fitzmorris, sitting in the Tom Fitzmorris chair, the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show, and we'll be back after these messages. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. And it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I want to mention that Antoine's is waiting for you to come and try it. Henry said that he is going to Antoine's for the first time in his life with his family for his birthday. I'm not sure which day that is, but uh, I know that he's going to have a great meal. He may be trying the lunch special, three courses for $21. They might be... Uh, beefing it up with a $16 surcharge to add wines with every course. They could go to the bar and have some drinks for happy hour and bar bites and experience Antoine's that way, or they could do it just the regular way, make a reservation for dinner, sit in that beautiful historic dining room that's cavernous with very tall ceilings and see a lot of people that they know or might like to get to know. Antoine's is a fantastic place to have a party. We had Tom's 70th birthday party there. They can accommodate your guest list, whatever its size, and the COVID restrictions that appear to never go away. So uh, Antoine's is the original classic New Orleans restaurant. They've been at it for 181 years. As Tom likes to say, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's, and that is a fact. 713 St. Louis to make a reservation, 581-4422. I have another words to eat by today from Thomas Aloysius Dorgan, an American cartoonist who was born in 1877 on this day. Life is like eating artichokes. You have got to go through so much to get so little. <laughs> That's true of crawfish, too, I'm afraid to say it. Artichokes, I don't know. I love artichokes. I'm absolutely nuts about artichokes. But they're kind of a pain. He's right. Um, you can stuff them, which I've done recently also. You could steam them and serve them a la Tony Angelo, which is steaming to the point where the leaves are actually edible, and that is hard to imagine, but that is possible. It's not easy to do. Then you, in, in the case of Tony Angelo, then it sort of is so soft that it kind of just lies flat, and then it is um, sprinkled or drizzled with olive oil, a good quality olive oil, some pepper, a little salt, and a lot of Parmesan cheese. That's a delicious way to eat an artichoke. 
if you, uh, they don't do this much in this country, but across, uh, across the ocean in Italy, you will see at this time of year in particular, carciofi fried and, and just crisped. You can see artichoke hearts here in this country, but the way they do it over there, it's like the whole artichoke. It's a little baby artichoke. And it's, it's really, really like a favorite of any way I've ever had an artichoke. But once you get down to the leaves being gone, like the last batch that I did of the stuffed artichokes, after the leaves were all gone, I was left with the choke part and the base. And I've noticed, I don't know, maybe it's, my senses are dulled a little bit or what, but it seems to be much harder to me lately in the, in the artichokes that I've tried to separate, where you try to remove the choke and leave just the artichoke bottom. I'm finding that that line between artichoke and the bottom is less clearly defined than it used to be. I don't, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the artichoke, maybe it's me, maybe it's my imagination. I don't know, but it, it is, it, I've gotten to the point sometimes where I just sort of go, eh, forget it and throw the whole thing away. And, and it's too bad because the heart of an artichoke, the bottom of the artichoke is really kind of the best part, I think. I like artichokes that are also marinated in olive oil and the stems are still on because I think the stems of an artichoke are actually really, really good when they are steamed. It's like a, it's like a meat, but they have a really unique flavor that I find very appealing. <clears throat> five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Words to drink by today from Jerry Seinfeld. It's his birthday, born today in 1954. There is no such thing as... <laughs> Fun for the whole family. <laughs> I guess that kind of depends on how large your family is, but I can certainly see his point too. Uh, fun for the whole family. I don't know how that would apply to food necessarily, but it is absolutely true of a whole, whole bunch of things. And I think that maybe has something to do with your, um, your family dynamic. If your parents are really similar people, then chances are the errant genes that would cause discord in fun for the whole family are probably not that far apart. So you have a better chance at fun for the whole family. In our family, we're very different, Tom and I. So our kids are different too. So it's possible. I think someone said to us one time that, you know, when your kids grow up, you're going to have four people living in four different places. And, and that, that certainly could be true. I mean, it's not, but it, it certainly could be. On this day in 1937, President FDR visited New Orleans for the dedication of Roosevelt Mall in City Park. It's a project of Roosevelt's Works Progress Administration, or WPA, Lots of great Art Deco bridges and statues and markers remain from that. They went to lunch at Antoine's after. And New Orleans Mayor Robert Maestri asked a question that became 
immortal. How do you like them ersters, Mr. President? I don't know if that's true. I think that's maybe just lore. But uh, back to Antoine's, there's been a lot of people of, of wildly varying stature at Antoine's, that's for sure. I mean, it's a, good, it's a good place to go. It's a good place to experience the local cuisine. It is the original, after all. I think Tom would like to have been there that day for so many reasons. Tom has often said that he was born in the wrong decade, and that is 100% correct. Today's Edible Dictionary Word is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The Edible Dictionary Word today is langoustine. A langoustine is often, uh, as in the scampi explanation, confused with shrimp. A langoustine is a much larger shrimp. We have Steve. Let's go to Steve. Boy, I'm mad at Henry. Why? He chickened out. Of what? Today's his birthday, and I was going to call him and tell him happy birthday. I told him all week, I'm not telling you happy uh, birthday because it's not your birthday. Yeah. And he laughed, and he didn't even show up today. You know, I mentioned, I should have mentioned that yesterday, yesterday before the show went on because he did tell me that he wasn't going to be there. And after I had gone through all that and said, everybody say happy birthday to him. Really? He said, you know, I'm not going to be there on my birthday. But that was just me. I forgot. So you can tell him okay. after the fact. Okay. Give him so a belated happy birthday. I guess I'm mad at you instead. Yeah, that's okay. Most people usually are. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Artichokes. Um, uh -huh. I think. The artichoke heart is without a doubt the best part, and the leaves and all, they're not good. And To me, they're nothing much unless the dip is really good or they're stuffed with something real good. Just the leaves <sighs> by themselves are, eh, you know, they're okay. Okay, this is the problem with this show, I've decided. Uh-oh. Every time we start talking about something... And, and this is obviously not only me, because other people do it too. Someone called and said they made a meatloaf because we were talking about meatloaf. I had to have some alio olio when we were talking about that. And <laughs> oh, now, now you're going to have to go get artichokes. No, yes, but you know, I said I'm not doing any more stuffed artichokes for a long time. And I'm finally finished with the darn crawfish. Oh, by the way, did I tell you that? Did you hear me say yesterday that they were sold out? I was so disappointed. My wife went, and the chain was up, and she yeah. was, you know, bummed out. And, I, you know. Know. I know. But the prices are coming down enough that it's not as critical. To get them for $2? Well, I don't. It, that's not the big deal to me because they're, they're, they're like yeah. three twenty-five or something now. But, uh, but they're good. I think that's a particularly good version of them. I do, them. too. I like but, it. But like Mandeville seafood is two eighty nine, I think, a pound right now. And I uh -huh. think Mandeville seafood might be better. And truthfully, I haven't gotten them yet this year because we've been doing drive through. Okay, but, well, yeah, Mandeville seafood is the best. Very good. Yeah, Mandeville seafood's the best. And I would say yeah. though that drive through is is pretty close. Right there, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty close. Well, now I think I think Mandeville seafoods are larger, and spicy but um but you know it works whatever it works but i yeah. tell you i the the batch that i had from the three different places which i'm being mercilessly teased about um those are 
pretty comparable, and I would say not nearly as good as the ones that I've had over here. Okay. Well, you talk about that. My wife and me and another couple that we were real good friends with, we still are friends, but we did what we called the sushi sojourn one night. And we went to, this was back when we were living on the South Shore, and we went to Little Tokyo, uh, uh, what's the one on Shogun? I used to call it TGI mm-hmm. Sushi. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Hana's, which was over on Carrollton. And we got the same thing. We got uh, a fresh salmon, uh, a snow crab roll, and one other thing. But we got the same thing at all three just to... You know, like you just did. It's you know, fun. To, to, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It, and, uh, but that was, so I think what you did makes a lot of sense. It's a little bit of work, but hell, you get Well, I mean, this is what we do. You know, this is, this is the show. I mean, the, the yeah. purpose of the show is to talk about food. And if <laughs> you're going to sit here with a microphone in front of you, you darn well better have something to talk about, you know? Yeah. And, and you better and, go out and try some other stuff as opposed to eating exactly. the same four exactly. places. If I was doing the show, exactly. people would get real bored, you know? Yeah. Because we, well, don't anyway. to, we don't go to hundred, hundreds of places to eat. But anyway, artichokes. I don't think, I don't, yeah. unless it's the dip or they're stuffed with something good, the leaves don't do much for me, but I do like artichoke hearts. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm going to have to make some artichoke hearts stuffed because I'm, I'm practically tasting them as I talk about it. It's terrible. So All right, do you have anything else? Because I'll hold you yeah. over if you do. do yeah, you... yeah, I'll wait. Okay, well, all right, 2.30, time for the Louisiana, Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be right back. Thorington. Louisiana's Legislative Black Caucus has asked for the removal of Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo as House Education Chairman over a comment he made about slavery. While discussing his bill to ban divisive concepts, Garofalo said there were some good components of slavery. A video of him making the comment has gone viral, but Garofalo says the slavery comment was taken out of context and blames the media of inflammatory reporting. I would hope that you respect me enough to know that I did not say what they're accusing me of saying, and I really I want to let you know that I respect you guys very much and would never do what I'm being accused of. Legislative Black Caucus Chairman Ted James calls Garofalo's comments about slavery troubling, and his comments on the House floor explaining the situation never resulted in an apology. His attempted apology was was even worse than the comment that he made because it it continues to show that he just doesn't have remorse for the people who he upset by his initial comment. LRN. Free up your time. With Steel, you can spend less time working on your yard and more time doing the things you love. Not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Steel is only available through our 10,000 local steel dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Get big league performance in your backyard with steel battery tools. From mowers to trimmers, our AK Homeowner Series starts at just $199.99. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 10,000 local dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies.
WGSO is holding a radiothon this weekend, April 30th through May 2nd, starting Friday night at 6 p.m. We will be talking about the things that makes WGSO different from all of the other corporately owned radio stations in New Orleans. We are hoping that you, our listeners, will get involved by calling in and donating to our 75 for 75 campaign. Our 75 for 75 campaign's goal is to raise $75,000 to commemorate our 75th anniversary, and that can be used for the upkeep of WGSO 990 AM. Don't forget that our online auction is live on WGSO.com, and you can bid on wonderful items such as trips, artwork, Saints at LSU memorabilia, and much more. The bidding will end Sunday night at midnight, so bid soon and bid often. Join us all weekend long to celebrate WGSO's commitment to being the community voice of the Crescent City. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. True, true, true. Yes, indeed. Um, I don't think I would do that, but I know a lot of people would. A lot of people do love New York. Uh, Steve, are you still there? Did Steve stay yeah. with us or not? Yeah, I he was going to ask you, where's the best stuff? Artichoke on the North Shore. You know, I, no, I don't, know. don't know. Okay. I uh, <clears throat> I have had some. I had one, and I'm not going to say where it was. Why not? That I didn't finish. That in itself is such a statement. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. You've like, got to tell us I, that so we don't I'm make not that going same mistake. I never met an artichoke I didn't love on some level, and I didn't, I didn't finish it. Uh, I don't think they're that easy to find. I don't think it's easy to find a good – I'd say, oh, you know who has a good one? Who? And it's been years since I've had it. And, and I don't know that it's there all the time, but D. Christina's up in Covington, kind that of deep in Covington. Me at all. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good stuffed artichoke. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if I get one that I can't finish, I'm going to send you the bill for it. <laughs> Since you won't tell us where but it was. But, Steve, we decided. You know, we decided yesterday that we don't that's necessarily bu- have the same opinion. But what's interesting... Well, what, of course we don't, in- but I mean, we've got enough similar that, you know... Yes, we do. Terrible, that's what I was going to say. Yes, I was yeah. going to say, there are concentric circle yeah. things going on there. Then we yeah. do and I hope you kind and of agree have on some differences. Things. And, you know, I mean, duh. Uh, you know, but... Like I say, if I get this I one I can't taste, I'm sending you the bill. <laughs> I'm not going to pay it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, I don't um, know why I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. You can sue me for malpractice of the food show. Uh, Tom and yeah. I used to have wildly varying opinions. Actually, that's, you know, that's not really true. Um, we started off you know, completely different in terms of, like, I mean, Tom was eating gourmet food long before I ever even knew what that was, you know? Um, so, um, and so, but it did, it took me almost no time at all to get acclimated to his world and to see 
how much better food could be than what I was sure. used to, well, for sure. We don't know what he's, he was talking about, but that was like he and I had this argument about red wine. I'd rather slam my hand on a car door than drink red wine. Uh-huh. And he kept saying, Ben, if you come to one of the shows, I will teach you to like red wine. I said, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I don't like the... the you don't have to. The, no, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. So, I've always said it. You know, if we were all interested in the same person or the same job or the same car, you know, that'd be a problem. It's good that everybody thinks differently. But, you know, you and I really don't, I would say we have less in common food-wise than we have more in common food-wise. So that might you, be true. Yeah. So you might very well like the artichoke that I couldn't finish. And, uh, and I, 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 you know, I'm always looking longingly at stuffed artichokes when I see them in the case. Like yesterday when right. I went to um, Schaefer and Rusich, they had them there. I went to Captain Sid's, they had them there. I think they had them at Dennis's Seafood. And I didn't want to pick up any of them and take them back because I've gotten to the point where when I pick up an artichoke somewhere... I'm always disappointed in it. So I think that I have to make my own stuffed artichokes based on the one that I grew up with, which I totally love. Although I have to say, the batch that I made last, I wasn't as crazy about. So I don't know. Maybe there's something maybe, happening with me. I don't know. Maybe you're not liking artichokes as much as you used. I know. I know. Wouldn't I can be barely horrible? bear the thought. I that would bear. be horrible. Uh, yeah, it would. It so. would. Yeah, okay. actually, it wouldn't because I really need to lose like hundred pounds now, <laughs> so so it wouldn't be so wow. bad at all. But um, I keep saying I'm gonna, you know, crack down and and just go with the you salads. Can't with the job you got the now, dear. I know. See, this is it. This is the problem. Yesterday, I went to pick up three or four different things. And and to sample them, and I, you know, I I ate fried onion rings, which I had no business eating, but right there but they you were. Got to. Yeah, I know, I know. It's your I job. Know. I know. It's your job. Damn it, Tom. I mean, I just I, I look at pictures of Tom from the old days, and I go, well, no wonder he was this big. I mean, my yeah. gosh, it's it's yeah. daunting. It is. So, uh, just be glad you don't like sweets. Yes, thank God for that. Thank Can God you for that. Imagine if you had to go to Mandeville Bakery and Zoe's, yeah. and you know, like eight or ten of those places, and grab oh, just donuts. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at some point, you have to be given a pass to say everyone doesn't have to eat everything. So I think it's no. well known that I don't eat dessert. So you have yeah. my blessing. Discover them yourself, you know. Okay, I'll give you a report on desserts. Okay, sounds good. Of course, that I might love be it. six months from now because I try not to eat. <laughs> Let me tell you, it, it would be, it'd be no different than all of the other missions that I give people, and they choose not to accept them. So don't worry about it. Okay. I'm, okay. <laughs> Alan up there in Seattle's got a list of six things, and he says, and, I, I haven't gotten to the first one yet. I mean, not like, you know, obviously we're only kidding. That's not right, your job, right. but, you know. And if you're listening, Henry, <laughs>
My my friend Eric is in in uh, Florida at uh, on thirty A, and I always give him things to do uh, there and uh, wait for reports from him. But you know, if he doesn't feel like it, that's really okay. So, By the way, anyway. my my wife loved Stan's theory for teaching his dog not to beg. Wait, what is it? He, he every time his dog, his new dog would come over to the table, Franklin, he would give him crystal hot sauce on the spoon. Oh, isn't that that was terrible? No, it's great. It's brilliant oh, because you don't terrible. want a dog to beg. You don't want to, oh. our dogs will not beg because we've never given it. I don't want to hear what you did. A, we didn't do nothing. We just never gave okay. it. Okay. See, see, my dog is perfect. My puppy, yeah, yeah. and he's and he's a hundred pound shepherd. My puppy is perfect. He's never had to be trained. He trained himself. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> like I say, I don't want a dog to beg at the table when people are uh, eating. You know. Nobody so, has to beg at my table. I already give it to him. Well, okay. <laughs> your your dog's perfect. You're not. <laughs> All right. Nice talking True to you. True understatement. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. 556-9696 is the number. We're talking about food and various other things, too. If you would like to join us, we'd love to have you. 556-9696. Talking about shrimp scampi, which is... Um, I, I would say oxymoronic, but that's not true. It's just, uh, it's just that's a, an exaggeration. Shrimp and scampi are not, that, that's like saying shrimp, shrimp, but scampi are not even around here. I wonder how that got started on menus. Menus? Yeah, do you ever wonder how shrimp scampi got started on menus? Like, why would shrimp scampi ever be on a menu? It doesn't even make any sense. But I think different. I think people just sort of were saying it. And so then it got on menus and people were accepting it as something that's real when in fact it isn't. And the reason it isn't, if you're just starting the show with us, shrimp is something you see here. Scampi is something you see abroad. And so... You could say shrimp in the scampi style. That would work. Yeah, that could be. But people say shrimp scampi, I think, on menus because it it's an understanding that it means that the shrimp are sautéed in garlic, olive oil, and herbs because that's the way it is over in Italy where scampi live in the Adriatic Sea. Five five six nine six nine six. We like our shrimp here, just regular old shrimp. Some people like them bigger than others. Where did I see shrimp the other day that horrified me? They were, honestly, honestly, these might have been like three count. Yeah. These shrimp were so large, they might have been three count. And I, I just thought, wow, way too big for me. Anyway, the edible dictionary word I started to say uh, is langoustine. It is a decapod crustacean with a shrimp-like head, a hard lobster-like shell, and a meaty tail. It is widely caught and eaten from the North Sea across much of the Northern Atlantic Ocean. The best specimens are as long as 10 inches. 
It's neither as big nor as good as a lagoust, the spiny lobster, but it is considered an item of gourmet cookery. A curiosity of langoustines is that their orange color doesn't change when it's cooked the way most other crustaceans do. Well, that's quite an enchantment. It is, yeah. Langoustines are commonly called Norway lobsters. Scampi are an isolated population I've never heard that before, of langoustines. Right. Well, you wrote it, Tom. That live in the north, the northern Adriatic Sea, but not much elsewhere in the Mediterranean basin. See, I didn't know that scampi were only seen in those parts. I knew they were seen in those parts, but I didn't realize that was sort of like an isolated little group of crustaceans. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, Marianne Fitzmorris, I'm sitting here in the chair of the Tom Fitzmorris show and would love to talk food with you. We have Nicole Dorignac coming on at 3 o'clock as usual on Thursdays, and we are going to talk to her about groceries, which are also food, yeah. but some other kinds of groceries too. We we'll be back after these messages. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Night and day, you are the one. I want to mention that Basil's Ace Hardware is not only your grilling headquarters, it's your boiling headquarters, too. This is where you're going to find washers and... Uh, boilers and let's see what else do you use for that um, cool down pots the rocket pot burners all of the things that you could possibly need to do a crawfish boil yourself at your house go to basil's ace hardware see fred and joy rittler they can guide you through the process of getting just the right thing to have a great crawfish boil at your house also everything you need for Grilling and crawfish boiling in the accessories department. Who do we have? Mike. Let's go to Mike. Mike. You Hello. 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 Should I give you a reason why you shouldn't eat stuffed artichokes anymore? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm, I was going to say yesterday when you called, I was going to say, what have you called to ruin for me today? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I would have you to may say, not ruin stuffed artichokes. I forbid candidate, it. <laughs> candidate for best stuffed artichoke on North Shore would have to be Salad Judy's. <gasps> oh, they I'm sure. Good. I don't know that I've ever had it, but I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Okay. Haven't yeah. been there in a while, but I always it's a great family place to go, especially on a Sunday afternoon. You know? But would it be fun for the whole family? Salad Judy's? No, did you hear the quote earlier about from Jerry Seinfeld? There's no such thing as. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. Well, I, I think he's, he's talking about entertain. He's talking about entertainment. <laughs> I think he's talking about anything. I mean, I don't know. You know, you get you get more than one kid, and there's no such thing as fun for the whole family. I uh, just just I'm not asking you to explain any further, but I'm just asking you. You were joking, right? There is total, no reason to joke. not. Yeah. 
Yeah. What? Other than the okay. carbs, other than the carbs associated with the okay. breadcrumbs, you're fine. You know? <sighs> because but, there's uh, oil, there's oil, and there's tortillas. But I've used the oil already, and now I won't let myself fry the tortillas. There was, there was great res. Go ahead, what? <laughs> just, just don't, just don't reuse the oil, and you're fine. Don't worry about the rest of it. Just don't reuse oil. That, that's something from my parents' generation. Okay. Uh, I got a couple okay. things I want to tell you. Um, Go. What? I made it to rest a while for the first time. Mm, mm-hmm. And I had char- so-called charbroiled oysters. Mm-hmm. He, needs to, he definitely needs to rethink that dish. From my perspective, Why? The, whole, the whole allure of that dish is the garlic butter sauce that you dip your bread in while you're eating the oysters. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, what, prov- what provoked this thought in my mind, because it was about a while, a week and a half or so, we went, you know, I could have called you three times since then. But you were talking about how large the oysters have been running. Well, th- I'm not exaggerating when I tell you these were the smallest, saddest oysters. Mm-hmm. I've ever- and-, and I never hold a restaurateur <laughs> accountable for that, okay? I mean, uh-huh. you can't control the size of the oysters. And to their mm-hmm. credit, instead of a dozen, they gave me 14, which, you know, was like the equivalent mm-hmm. of six on the normal oysters. But my complaint about the dish is, again, to me, the sauce is the dish. And these came out dry. Mm-hmm. And they were more like oysters of gratin. They used that shredded Parmesan instead of the grated Parmesan. To me, the Parmesan is an afterthought in that dish. And whatever, it's supposed to just dissolve into the butter sauce the way Drago's does it. These were covered with melted, shredded Parmesan cheese. It was like eating oysters or gratin. And whatever bread came out with it had a little melted butter on the top. I mean, it looked like, I don't know, almost like margarine the way it was melting. But mm-hmm. just a total bad presentation of that dish. I mean, it's such an easy dish to do if you mm-hmm. have the right grill to do them on, you know? And why he wouldn't want to come out with, you know, just a plate of oysters that just have all that, that garlic butter sauce. That, that's, I mean, that's why you eat those damn things. He's, you know? he's synonymous with butter, too. That's the funny part about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, maybe, he's never yeah. skimped on butter before. I have much to say about that dish, but get to the rest of what, what no, you're going to say. Well, no, uh, overall, it was a, I, I, I didn't see the place at its best, okay? We, we were in the upstairs dining area, which reminded me of an old-style West End kind of place. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a big, long, nondescript mm-hmm. room. You know, I've listened to you describe the various areas of the place, and mm-hmm. I was with people that that wasn't a practical idea to just kind of explore all over that day. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really anxious to go back by myself on a weekday and look at the various locations of, you know, where different things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of people in our party had pompano, and it was a beautiful plate of food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, overall, it was a positive experience, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I Except really for those plastic food. red Coke glasses. Come on. That doesn't bother me at that kind of place. You know, if I was really? at a restaurant in August, yeah, it would, no, it really doesn't. Not, not at a seafood joint. I and can't get out of that seafood joint for anything less than $80. Yeah, well, when I say joint, I'm not really thinking in terms of how much the meal costs. I'm thinking in terms of the ambiance of the place, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it really reminded me of a West End seafood place. Well, I think the food is much more gourmet than a West End place. I mean, that that uh, 
wedge salad is a thing to behold. Uh, where would you see a beet salad with a vinaigrette and some goat cheese croutons at right. the West End? Um, the, so you, you, well, we, the, we barely hmm? touch the menu, okay? I mean, there's a lot okay. of exploring left to, left to do as far as the menu. That's some pretty glamorous food there, you know? Yes, you have the yeah. fried seafood plate, but there's some glamorous food on that menu. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of glamorous food on that oh, menu. A, a salmon yeah, I, I, BLT. I, what? I guess I was thinking more in terms of the ambiance than I was the food itself, you know? I, well, I think the ambiance is fabulous. I mean, I... As a design nut, I think what they did with that building just blows me away. But let's get to the oysters, because because everybody's oyster thing is a different kind of thing. And I'm always amused when a restaurant takes the basic concept of char-grilled oysters and decides to put their own spin on it. For example, best example of that is Oxlot 9. Half the time, the oysters are not local oysters. There's very little juice there. There's very little of anything but just a grilled oyster, yet they're delicious. And they're definitely not the standard, but they're delicious. I find that the rest of wild oysters are, first of all, really salty. Did you get that? Did that register? Not particularly, to be honest with really? you. Really? Uh, okay. I, I, find, I find that to be desirable with oysters, you know. And no, I, I agree. That's it. what I'm saying. I love salt, but I find them to be yeah. extraordinarily salty. And when there was, when in the beginning, because we've been going there a lot, I mean, we, we were there the second night that they opened and have been pretty much going every week. So we're very familiar with anything that comes out of that kitchen. But um, the oysters started off where you would get the bread first. And then the oysters came without the bread, which was definitely peculiar. And the bread was good, and it was toasted, so it was usually gone by the time the oysters got there. And right. the oysters, the oysters are simple. I happen to really like them. Tom really likes them, um, and and everyone that has had them really liked them. So I, I don't think it has to necessarily follow that formula. But well, um, I got to say, I'm surprised that Tom does like them because he's always been critical of anybody who puts too much Parmesan cheese on the dish. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, you, you have to you have to consider the circumstances too. So, um, yeah. you know, I I don't know how much credence you can give to that, but I I think that I don't really think that there's all that much Parmesan. I'm going to pay more attention to that. Uh, I know that there's not a lot of juice. But I don't find any of that unpleasing. I'm kind of curious. Anybody else been to rest a while and got the oysters? Call us because I would like to get more opinions about that. I would say that um, that you're you're 100 dead on about the oysters. But I, I find them, I will get them again. But I will get six as an appetizer as opposed to getting twelve as an entree, which I oh did definitely yeah definitely yeah okay. Anything yeah, and, else? You know, I got I got all the confidence in the world that Pat yeah. will tweak whatever needs to be tweaked. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the way he is. He's very he's a man of excellence, you know. I don't uh, know. One, I don't know what needs to be tweaked. The wait is an hour or more. Go ahead. What? One one final thing. I told you this once before, but the next time you make stuffed artichokes at the house, add a can of ground anchovies to your bread mix, and you will be very okay. happily. Surprise. A can, a whole can of ground anchovies. You grind it for, up for how many artichokes? 
say four, four artichokes. <gasps> really? Yeah, oh, and, and you will not perceive any anchovy. All it does, oh, nice. it gives a nice, um, what's that word, that, that fifth, a sixth Umami? Salt. Umami? umami. Um, yeah, it gives it a really umami, okay. salty flavor. Give it a shot. You won't regret it, I'm telling you. Okay. And I'm not a person that eats anchovies, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm not right. either. Uh, I do like anchovies in a Caesar, which is another thing I wanted to throw out. Who's got the best Caesar around? He does. Pat does. Does oh, Pat? No, oh, you're, you're asking me. Okay, I'll I'm, asking. Like I'm asking because, you know, I, yeah. I love Caesar, but not, not most places. That's not something I would order in a restaurant. You know, it's like I, I took my wife all the way out to San Francisco and to go to a really nice Italian restaurant, and she ordered uh, charcuterie or charcuterie, but I know whatever you were saying. I looked at him and I said, you came all this way to order cold cuts, you know, all the way over, halfway across, completely across the country, you order cold cuts for dinner, you know. Because because she could order whatever she wanted, and that's what she wanted. Hey, did you did I ever ask you if your wife, uh, if you all ever made it to Il Buco in New York? I know you go there. Yeah, we no. The answer to your question is we didn't make it there. But I, I know about the book, and okay. uh, if we ever if we if ever things ever settle down, we get back there. I would definitely be interested yeah. in going to it. Yeah, the way me you too. About it. Me too. I, I mean, I, I almost I would go to New York. And it's gonna take a it's gonna take somebody to drag me to New York, but um, but I would almost go there just to go to that restaurant. All right, Mike. Bye. 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 Thanks. I'm sure I was I'm starting to get paranoid when I hear that Mike's on the line. I'm thinking, what else is he gonna say that I shouldn't eat? <clears throat> because I'm traumatized by the oil thing. I was not as traumatized by the seafood thing, although that was a problem. But the oil thing really did, because I really do like my fries, especially if they're fresh cut. Five five six nine six nine six. I started talking about uh, onion rings with Steve, and uh, I wasn't planning to eat all of those onion rings yesterday, but they were just so good. You know, they were they were light and crispy, and and that's just like you know that's catnip if you're if you're liking that sort of thing. Five five six nine six nine six. Uh, we have Nicole Dorignac coming up at three o'clock. It's Thursday, and that means it's Nicole's day, and so we will be talking to her. And I am throwing that question out to everyone: If you have been to rest a while and are in Mike's camp about the char grilled oysters, I would like to hear about that because I, I am always intrigued at char-grilled oysters done a little bit differently than what is expected. It's kind of a risky thing for a chef, but you certainly do see it, and that is the case in both Oxlot and Restawile. They are different than what you would expect. And, uh, and, and I like the ones at Rest a while. I also like the ones at Oxlot, but they don't make nearly as much of a statement as the one that Pat Gallagher is doing at Rest a while. It is um, exactly as Mike described, although I would say I find them to be my, my number one response to eating those oysters is this is really salty. Like I said, it's, that's not a problem because I like salt, but it is really salty. 
Anyway, uh, 556-9696 is the number. If you would like to talk to me, Marianne Fitzmorris, I'm here wanting to talk to you. We'll be talking to Nicole, and then we'll have half an hour of the show after that. So we will be back to do some more talking about Shrimp Scampi, which is really the kind of the best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Former President Trump says he's 100% considering running again in 2024 with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as his running mate. Trump telling Fox Business that DeSantis is a good friend of mine and a great guy. Twitter is blocking a racial slur that trended describing Republican Tim Scott. The slur gained traction after the South Carolina senator gave his GOP rebuttal to President Biden's congressional address last night. The slur was up for a number of hours, and Republican Senator from Florida, Marco Rubio, is calling out Twitter for their double standard. But the problem here is not that Twitter doesn't take it down. The problem here is that they take it down when it's against Democrats or the left, but they don't do it, or are slower to do it when it's against the conservative or the right. Uh, That's the problem, and that's the hypocrisy here. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Join me, George Norrie, for the Worldwide Contact in the Desert Virtual UFO Conference, June 25th to June 28th. Contact in the Desert is an epic weekend of adventure jam-packed with exciting explorations into UFOs, ancient civilizations, AI, crop circles, forbidden archaeology, disclosure, and the newest evidence of ongoing contact, sightings, and leading-edge science. This amazing weekend delivers more than 130 presentations and special events showcasing 67 speakers from all over the world with two extra weeks to view your favorite leading experts, including Avi Loeb with Clyde Lewis, Linda Moulton Howe, Paul Hellyer, John Lear, Russell Targ, David Childress, Doc Wallach, and more. With breaking articles in the New York Times and acknowledged naval sightings, and more importantly, the new release of classified documents on the day of the soft opening of Contact in the Desert, we are your source for inside information. Join us June 25th at contactinthedesert.com to get your tickets today. Make contact, contactinthedesert.com. More than a year after many in the United States were forced into lockdowns by the pandemic, Americans are taking to the road again, whether returning to work or taking long-delayed vacations. But travel plans could be disrupted in the months ahead due to a possibility of gasoline shortages. There's an abundant supply of petroleum, but according to one trade group, almost a quarter of the country's tanker trucks are currently idled because there's no one to put behind the wheel. Last year during the pandemic, many of the drivers retired or they went to different industries, and that created a shortage. Janet McGee, AAA's Director of External Communications, speaking there on ABC's Good Morning America. McGee continues with what you can expect when you hit the open road. What we're looking at is the summer um, in terms of this happening most likely in spots that are very popular in terms of travel destinations for the summer. So beaches, so mountains. More news online at usaradio.com. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
Five people are dead after a long police standoff in Boone, North Carolina. Two deputies in North Carolina have died from their injuries suffered during a 13-hour-long standoff at a home near Boone, North Carolina in Watauga County. That's about 86 miles west of Winston-Salem. What turned out to be a welfare check turned into an ambush. Three civilians, including the suspect shooter, also died, bringing the death toll to five people. North Carolina Representative Ray Pickett at the North Carolina Assembly says the suspect was the son of the two murdered at the home. I received some terrible news from... Muggy, warm conditions early morning tomorrow, starting off only in the 70s. Through the day tomorrow, warming up again to above normal temperatures, sunshine to partly cloudy. The rain chance is coming back. Scattered activity Friday, isolated Friday night, widely scattered Saturday and Sunday. Depending on the nearness of that weak front that comes through, that's going to knock down the above normal temperatures, though, at least. Middle and upper 80s tomorrow and upper 70s to 80. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Second hour of the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show. Marianne Fitzmaurice here in the chair, talking to, well, not yet anyway, Nicole Dorignac, who calls in faithfully every Thursday to give us a report on what is happening in the grocery store. Hi there. Hi. Hey, how y'all doing? So we're, stuff. you know, we're here. Hanging in there. I hear you. All right. So, there's all about? kinds of supply chain tidbits. So, but Uh-oh. in our good world, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's good. good and, uh, well, there's good stuff, and you know, there's always gathered. a balance. We'll call it. Um, but we did at the store. Somebody asked me a few weeks ago. It's the um, Edie's slow turned ice cream, which is like their low fat version, even though it's not written low fat on it. I guess because it has. More air whipped into it. It's real light. It's less cow. Oh, anyway, okay. long story short, uh-huh. her husband was on the hunt for the vanilla. You know, so anyway, we got the vanilla, but we also added some other flavors like butter pecan, chocolate, and I can't remember the other one. That's a good ice Maybe cream. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so it was kind of gone with COVID, and it took a little, you know, a few little phone calls and all, but it is back. So if anybody was looking for the Edie's vanilla specifically, which I saw. On one of those Facebook neighborhood pages, it's mm-hmm. we have it back, so that's a good thing. Okay, um, good. So in the, that's considered then, a oh, premium ice start, cream, isn't it? I would e- Edie's so, yeah. is considered a it, premium ice it cream. It kind of is for like the big of sort of half gallon. Yeah, it's just, not like a little Ben and Jerry's premium, but it's a premium. So I guess it's kind of like a choice rather than prime ice cream. It's not select. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but that, that we'll take it. Disney World at the ice cream shop, so it's mm-hmm. world renowned ice cream. Everyone loves it ah. from there and from I there see. and afar. 
here and afar. Okay. So anyway, um, so with meat and well, seafood, domestic catfish, so thing you know stuff from around here. With labor and I guess with all the weather and different things that happen, and I guess this new thing out in the Gulf is affecting seafood. Is it in there like the sea core or whatever's going on? So there's mm-hmm. fish. Shortage. Oh, that the the disaster you mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't want okay. what, what, to why why would that be affecting seafood? Wasn't it in the Gulf? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what what do you mean? Like, what? I'm... Well, Gulf. Some seafood comes from Gulf waters, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, There's but I mean, all right. Well, never mind. Um, okay. Well, if, <laughs> no, well, like with BP, when all the oil is in the water, a lot. That's. I mean, uh-huh. if the water is tainted, it affects the crop. Right. Oh, you're talking about uh, you're talking about the fact that there's fuel in the boat. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just trying to put together how that would. I don't know. Maybe maybe because of all the exploring, whatever. There's. I was speculating. Maybe that's the reason why, because of whatever is going on, it's disturbing the eco. Mm. Okay. And so there is a problem. That there is a problem with Gulf seafood. that there's fish shortages right now between labor and fish shortage. So it's not just they can't find people. There's something going on with fish. So prices are high, higher. Okay. Instead of coming down, this would be the time of the year when they're coming down a little bit. So anyway, and then Gulf shrimp season is set to start in mid-May, but supplies are tight. So, you know, you may see some elevated seafood, local Gulf seafood prices. Um, Some of the beef, uh, the, the middle cuts, which is like from the middle part of the cow, like from the, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. front, the brisket, the sirloin, like all that middle area. Um, there are some challenges with that. Um, so you might see higher prices on beef. And the only reason I say some of this is because everybody always assumes the businesses rise prices for personal reasons. We do have to keep with, you know, the market. You know, we have to. Sure, of course. Adjust, so don't don't panic. You know, everything does always. Why why just that particular part of the cow though? That's interesting. It, you know, I'm not a slaughterhouse owner. I don't know if it has to do with <laughs> maybe labor. You know, all of it huh. still goes back to everything that we've been experiencing. This is really just the update. It's not going to change. Why? It's just what mm-hmm. is being affected changes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some factories get back up and going and then other ones have a setback. So it's a it's like a roulette wheel of all the businesses and sources uh-huh. and resources. You see what I you know? So it's yeah. It's all the same reason why, it's just different things that are affected. And we don't okay. get the reasons why, we just have to you know, sometimes it's transportation, sometimes it's it's all the same things that affect everything all the time. It's just mm-hmm. how drastically it has been affected in this past year that we keep having all these strange, you know, pages of updates on different things. So anyway, um, it says, oh, and they are using more, you know, part of it is using more suppliers. So that's going to go into labor to get it. So I guess some places may be higher than others and they could buy up more from one person, you know, that happens sometimes Uh to get something from, for one price from someone, but someone else, Uh you know, they may not have it. You got to pay more from someone else. So, so uh, that so okay. you can't use who you would always use. It's just like shopping anything else. You're just shopping for people to shop. Well, you know? is it is there? 
you're, you're talking mainly about price differences. Is the shortage situation better? Well, what do you mean the shortage situation? It's cow. Well, the in other words, supply is there's a, there's, it's crowded. I don't know what you mean by that. In other words, if you're going to go into the store yeah. and you, there's no you're expecting on the shelves. We're not like it okay. was in the beginning. There's it's no holes. Things. It's just, you're going to pay more for what's have, there. We don't have them, but we use more than one supplier. Remember sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. this is kind of one main one for some things. Mm -hmm. And this, and I mm -hmm. give a general report because not everybody shops just in one place. So something that I may be saying may be happening somewhere else that, you know, it's right, a of course. general report. Of course. We don't have a report for yes. each, you know. So anyway, this same thing goes to probably a hundred and I don't know how many, you know, hundreds of stores that this supplier that, you know what I mean, supplies. Mm -hmm. But they okay. may only use okay. this supplier. We use more than one. So anyway, all right. Mm -hmm. So IBC root beer for the people who like IBC root beer. If you've been looking for that, that'll be back late summer, early fall. Um, the Propel waters are still kind of on allocation uh, due to bottle shortages. So there, they gave us a reason on that. So they are imposing. You may see some limits in some places, but that's because of the plastic. So because it says uh -huh. due to bottle shortage, I don't know if it's the people making the bottles or the actual plastic. But it goes uh -huh. to the bottle. They have the propel, no bottle to put it in. So then, mm. all right, so what else? Crystal, Louisiana Supreme, that smart brand, some of those things, those are all in stock. So if you we're having problems with that, that that's coming back good. Um, full and French style green beans, which a lot of people use for different things, those are estimated for mid-July. Fry oil. And I'm sure that's like peanut oil and vegetable oil. There's some limits on that. I don't do a lot of frying, and I haven't heard, you know, too much about that. So I don't know if that's just this one place or worldwide, like the coconuts. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we can't have another uh, worldwide shortage of something. No, we can't. I can't take the stress. That's right. And then for people who are brand dependent on Dixie paper plates, those <laughs> are in short supply. There will be some allocations through the year. But, <laughs> what is the rule of thumb, folks? Do not become brand dependent. Yeah, or at least this is have what a good we've backup learned. that you love. <laughs> be brand always, flexible. That's it. Brand, brand flexible. flexible. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Um, okay. Let's see. Charcoal looks like, I guess, with summer starting again and growing out, there's starting to be some hiccups there, but... I know you probably still have some of yours left, right? No, actually, actually, you didn't hear oh, what I said God. a couple of days ago. I did have to go back and buy some charcoal, and I had trouble finding it because I, I oh, buy what? the Royal, what? Um, why didn't you call me the Royal Oak? I, I quit bothering with the Royal Oak because you kept saying you had some. So, But I think yeah, but we have that one that you look for. You know what's really funny is that I went to several stores, and I've got this secret stash now. Okay. It's like I know I know when no one else has it, I know where to go. I okay, go to a good. store that not many people remember. And so okay. when I go there, I can find my cans of cat food that are no place else. I can find my 
dog food that's no place else. And now my charcoal. Although, you know what? It's going to take another year for me to get rid of that bag. The, the first one was so big, it was 30 pounds. So this one is a much smaller bag. But uh, but it, I did find it eventually. I was going to call you, but then the last, the last place I went, it worked. So, Oh, well, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was going to ask Stan to send me some of his homemade hardwood charcoal or to at least explain again how to make that like I'm going to make charcoal. Right. <laughs> I know you might. You might. Just a point. I know. You never know. <laughs> yep, true. All right. Uh-huh. While Nicole, wait, okay, before you get into another, let me say uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Nicole Dorignac who's giving us a report on what's happening in the stores. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. People always ask us, what's the best new restaurant? And lately, that's an easy one. Chifuncta's in Madisonville is not only the best new restaurant, it's in a class by itself. Bright, airy dining rooms with great views of the Chifuncta River offer a glamorous dining experience. Chef Michael Gottlieb's kitchen turns out delicious food. There's a great wine list, craft cocktails, and impeccable service. Preserve your own unique dining experience. Chifuncta's. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. True enough. Let's go back to Nicole Dorignac here on the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show. All right, we're back. Okay. So, all right, so, again, brand-dependent people, pick sweet, the little shelled edamame. Looks like it says until new pack is done, so in July. So they must be either changing their packaging or I don't know what they're doing, maybe changing sizes. So it says pick sweet out of shelled edamame until... And I know a lot of people use I am, I am stunned that edamame can be found in the frozen food section. Edamame is such a hip Why? thing that I just don't think of it as bird's eye. Go ahead. What? Huh? Well, pick sweet. But yeah, well, I mean, it's, oh, pick a, sweet. it's like a veg. Not a, I guess it's a, it's yeah, a, it is a vegetable. It's a soybean, right? So it's yeah. a vegetable. Uh-huh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Margaret uh, would eat, you know, would put them in a, put them in a lunchbox. So, but the little, you know, you, they had the ones that were like in the little oriental looking, you know, like traditional packages too, with a little salt packet. So, and yeah, you just uh-huh. pop them in the microwave for a few minutes and bam, it's just like you're there. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So what else? Oh, the watermelon industry is experiencing some shortages. And I know we have watermelons here, but I think we talked about that before. Texas got wiped out. So they're probably having the you know, maybe 
get more from other places, meaning us. So that's and then strawberries. So because that's all because of the weather and stuff with the strawberries. Um, so yeah. I know some of the crops were kind of damaged. So that's going to be for about two weeks, and we should be, you know, coming back. And then for the people who like the little TGIF frozen food things, those should be back early summer. And then some of the bluebell back to ice cream novelty items, you know, like the little ice cream cones and all that stuff, um, they will be back. Those are having some problems through Memorial Day. Gosh, Memorial Day will be here before you know it. Wow. Yep, it surely will. So anyway, so that is about all I have. And we are trying to... We just got our first. They're not out yet. They'll be out later this evening or early in the morning. Um, the little Kaluta's crawfish strudels that we had last year. We did the little jazz fest. Oh, that sounds thing. good. So, yeah. So, he uh, is getting us a batch of those today. So, those will be out because we've had a couple people ask about that. If we And then we are going to try to do a couple of the other items. But, um, you know. What, like, like jazz fest kind of things? Well, yeah, like last year we did a little um, catfish almondine and we did a little, you know, brown jambalaya. But it'll really depend on if we have everybody there to be able to do it because, like everybody mm-hmm. else, you know, we have a lot yeah. of employees, but they work yeah. hard and they're all doing the job of one and a half extra people, really. anyway. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't want to. A lot of people are doing. So bear with us as we roll it out. We may do it a few weeks after Jazz Fest. Just. In the spirit, yeah. of, you know, keep it. Well, a know, lot of people anywhere. are doing that. Like, there's a lot of little private uh, jazz fests going on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like jazz fest has been broken up into a lot of mini fests, and people are doing right. their own thing. Somebody said on the show that there was. I'm trying to even think of where that was, but there was just like in a parking lot of. Oh, yeah, it, it, at the Press Street Station, they had like their own little jazz fest. So that's nice, yeah. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, it's probably um, not nearly as crowded as the jazz fest, so kind of right, works. I'd exactly. Say, exactly. Know? If I could, just, if I could get that huh? same brown jambalaya someplace other than having to go to jazz fest, I'd do it. <laughs> So So let me know if you get a brown jambalaya, I'll come have it. All right. All right. That sounds good. So, and then we, yeah, well, we do one. Jody does one, and then Miss Eloise does a pretty good one. Hers hers is pretty close to Jody's, but he does his in black iron, and, you know, we have to do (gasps) ours in a big kettle, you know, but we got to get some black iron. Huh? There we go. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna get some black iron for the kitchen so they can do the seasonings in there and then put it in because that's what the secret to gumbo and jambalaya really is is that seasoned black iron pot. Yes. You know? But anyway. Yes. Tell Jody then, he has to now that now that you've suggested it, he's <laughs> committed to doing a big kettle of jambalaya one day in honor of the jazz yeah. fest. Okay, one day maybe we'll see. <laughs> Or he'll uh, tell me what to do, and I'll have to get back there and do it. But uh, a paddle. But you have to get a paddle mm-hmm. first. Jambalaya isn't the same if it's not made with a paddle. Correct. Correct. You are okay. right. So, but yeah. anyway. That's There's all, all these guys, though, that do jambalaya with their big kettle and paddle. They could come do it. Mm-hmm. They sure could. I'm just throwing it out there. That's all. Mm-hmm. 
come on. <laughs> but anyway, um, but no, so that's all my grocery, but I did want to say something, something you were talking about a couple of weeks ago, just a funny thing I noticed when I was eating out to go along with the red cups, the wet appetizer yes. plate from the dish Wait, what? What? The wet appetizer plate. You know when they bring you the wet oh, plate? Oh, it's disgusting. If somebody serves me anything on a wet plate, I am automatically grossed out. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, my goodness. But anyway, so I just wanted to add that to the red cup list. <laughs> the red cup that list. Happened. I can't believe that Mike did not notice the red cup. That that doesn't bother him because he's quite a gourmet and, you know, drinks a lot of wine and spends a lot of money when he goes out. And I just, to me, that's the big thing about Rest a While. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I've been complaining about Rest a While about as much as I've been singing its praises, but I do really love the place itself. And so I'm going to go there anyway, but, um, right. But I do think it's really expensive to have those kind of red cups. Anyway. Well, then what you ought to do is add, ask for a to-go cup, too. I, I had a do friend do who would get her sometimes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, and depending then, on where you are, a to-go cup is not a bad thing to ask for. <laughs> but unless unless the to-go cup is styrofoam, which yeah, is 10 well, times worse. That's right, the worst. Well. If you're going to try and give me a to-go cup that's styrofoam, forget it. I'm not doing it. I just, it's, mm. to me, I can't, I can't stand styrofoam cups or anything, really. Is mm. that just me? Okay. Nah, you know, I don't know. Styrofoam has its own, uh, what you call it, problems in this world. <laughs> no, it, it, it does. I mean, today we yeah. were at uh, the Anchor and their little to-go box is the fanciest thing I've ever seen, but it is paper, which is primary uh, desirable right. characteristic. And, right, uh, right. and to me, that is, is uh, much preferable to anything else out there. Nicole yep. was with us at lunch. She had a hamburger at the Anchor, and you, you gave it a thumbs up, huh? Yes, it was really good. And it, wasn't, it was a single patty, but it wasn't too big and not too small. You know, sometimes if you yeah, get, you like, you had bar. the choice of getting two patties, right? Did they right. give you a choice, yeah. or was it okay? Uh -huh. It was a choice. Well, that hamburger that you had was big, so if you got that as a double patty, that would be a massive amount of beef. Yes, it would. It would probably still yeah, it was, be. It would be doubly as good, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. but so it you would liked it a lot. Hard to bite into too, because it would raise yeah. the bun a little. But it was very good. I did enjoy the burger. And the fries. Well, I'm glad that you liked yours because there were four of us at the table and all three of us had complaints except you. So I'm glad. Well, you know. Somebody. Somebody uh -huh. liked what they had. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, I think in my case, it was, a, it was a, a, a situation of just expectations. I mean, I was so yeah. enthusiastic about the hot dog. Like I say, I don't mm -hmm. ever think about food other right. than if it's in that 10%. And when I do, then I have to go back and have it again. And that was the case here. It was definitely in the 10%. Then I went back to have it and it was, what? Not not quite as good. So anyway, but yeah, I'm glad you well, liked That's good. Yeah, yeah. It looked like maybe, you, I saw the picture of your last one. Maybe they prepared it differently or something. It looked like the other one was grilled or something. And that one yeah, looked Yeah, it was definitely, the other one was definitely preferable oh, to well. the one I had today. It might have been All a right. bad day. It might be fabulous next time you go. So I'll I'll <laughs> Think live. Positive. I'll live. Believe Think me. positive. Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. We 
send you off, Nicole. Yeah, wait, before yep. you go real oh, quick, okay. have you been cooking anything? Anything fantastic? I know that you do a lot of cooking. Let me think. No, because I was caught up with the um, drama and running around with the girls. The last thing I did, I don't know if I ever talked about it, was the fennel and Italian sausage stuffed turkey. Mm, but yeah. I used that was a long time ago. Bread, that bread was a while. What's that? That was, that was a while, a while ago. ago, but I don't know if I ever got to talk about it. But anyway, I did that, and it came out really good. So, but um, I want to uh, do it again. Fennel. It, what's that? My sister's going to bring you some more fennel. Okay, good. I'm going to plant some in my okay. backyard. I need something to take over other than this bamboo. Okay, you definitely <laughs> should, although I don't know if fennel can compete with bamboo, but it might be able to. Because according to my it'll sister, it'll give it a run for it, its money from what it sounds It will like, give it a run for its money. It will. All right. Uh, there she goes. Nicole Dornack. Right. We will talk again Goodbye. next Thursday. All right. Bye. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We're still here talking about food for another half hour. We'd love for you to join us. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris in the chair. Tom was in briefly. Tom, if you want to come back, come on in and, and have, a, have a visit here. Come on in and visit. It's your show. Yes. Have a seat. We'll talk. We're going to go to the news uh, break right now at the bottom of the hour. But after that, we would love to talk. Tom will be with us, I think. And uh, we'll How be. Can I do this? We can talk to him about lunch and various other things. We were talking earlier about shrimp scampi, which is a misnomer, is the word for it. Um, shrimp and scampi are uh, kind of the same thing but not exactly the same thing. Shrimp is here. Mm -hmm. Scampi is across the, uh, the ocean in the Adriatic Sea. But when you see shrimp scampi on a menu, it means shrimp prepared in the scampi style, which is olive oil, herbs, and garlic. And what in the world could be wrong with that? That's kind of the way I used uh, that time. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to sit down, Tom, and put your headset on and get by a mic. Let's see. Shrimp are always taste better if cooked with the shells and head still in place. I'm sure that's true. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour news time. Louisiana Radio Network News. I'm Jim Shannon. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries was forced to euthanize a black bear after it became a threat to the public in Port Allen. Brooke Thorrington has more. When they're in the middle of a town, potential for conflict or problems gets higher. When it comes to human health and safety, we, we have to put that first. LDWF biologist supervisor Scott Durham says this was the same bear they rescued from a tree on Saturday, but he returned to the city after he was released in the woods looking for human food. Durham says once they get a taste for human food, it's hard to determine them and this one became aggressive. If they get a taste of that, they just tend to, to want to come back to it and that's what happened in this case. He was put down on Tuesday. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Tangipahoa Parish Sheriff's deputies say a homeowner used a pair of scissors to fight back against an armed robber who got inside his home. Chief Jimmy Travis says 26-year-old Devin Mitchell of Hammond died from his injuries. Travis says the homeowner will not be charged. Justified homicide and whatever action that you know if you're required to take to protect yourself and your family from death or great bodily harm. Louisiana Radio Network how do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space and avoid crowds because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down. 
We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. On our farm in Cheneyville, my brother and I grow sugarcane, soybeans, rice, and crawfish. It's more than a living for us. It's a lifestyle. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is a grassroots organization that stands together to protect that lifestyle. You depend on agriculture, and we depend on you to join us. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.com Live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge April 30th, it's Corey Funktet. And on May 7th, Naughty Professor. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. 5569696. Tom, put your headset on and get to close to the mic because I want to ask you something. Okay. On Saturday. And we have a show, by the way, on Saturday uh-huh. as part of the telethon. But on Saturday, yeah. Amtrak yeah. became Amtrak. Or I should say the National Railroad Passenger yeah. Corporation oh, took over the operation problem. of almost all long-distance passenger trains across America in 1971 on that day, May 1st. The first thing it did was permanently cancel about half of them. Passenger rail was a very sick service squeezed by improved highways and better automobiles in the short distance market and the much faster airlines for longer trips. Amtrak coordinated what was left into a national system, pulling together the best Mm -hmm. equipment from the participating railroads. There was a joke about that in that the railroad uh, was charging, uh, what, what's yours say? Um, I'm just reading from your almanac, but I was going to ask you, if you can, let me finish reading this, and it might spur some ideas, because I want to ask you about your train food that you've okay. had in the course of your, your um, really prolific train riding career. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Amtrak coordinated what was left into a national system, pulling together the best equipment from the participating railroads. Mm -hmm. A few of these rail cars are still operating. Amtrak's dining cars operated much as diners had for decades, with small kitchens performing actual cooking of substantial menus, served by waiters who at least attempted to follow the Pullman rule book. All of that has... All of that has been diluted. Many of the kitchens were replaced by banks of freezers and microwave ovens. China glassware and silverware went away in favor of plastic everything. Occasionally, Amtrak 
has spates of upgrading its diners with better serviceware, regional menus, and more real cooking, but inevitable budgetary problems made those improvements temporary. According to you, the food is edible and occasionally very good in the dining cars, but nothing to write home about. Yep, that's true. So, Tom, now that they've changed completely, does anyone, has anyone been on a train car since they made these last final changes where there is no more real dining car, everything is, <clears throat> and I don't think this was COVID related, I think this was prior to COVID, where they changed the dining car mm -hmm. and made it sort of a snack bar. So everything was sort of a snack bar in the train. Well, there's something that you, uh, I think needs to be noted. noted. Uh -huh. uh, the, the, uh, uh, what is happening, what you just put that on there, mm -hmm. they had that, that running on one track and then they have another one on mm -hmm. the other track. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and they uh, don't want another jump on one of them. There was this one that was doing candy and things like that that you were saying, mm -hmm. uh, hockey pies, or the other one that is talking uh, bravely. Mm -hmm. That is also true. So you have two completely different railroad yards that are in the same operation, and this one stayed for really still there. What's your favorite meal you've ever had on a train? Do you have any meal that you've ever had on a train that you found to be actually delicious? Now, try to divorce yourself I don't have that from the romance of being a train rider. Try to actually just put yourself in a mindset where you're on a train and you're eating something. Is it mm -hmm. good or not? Divorce yeah. yourself from all the romance of being on a train. Was there anything that really, really impressed you as actual good food? Uh, you, you rack up a little bit. Was any any out. meal you've ever had on a train yeah. good enough to yeah. be liked as well if it wasn't on a train? Okay, How's you that? You can stop there. That's just, I, I'm going to give you some things like that, but this yeah. mainly deals. Uh-huh. Uh, it was straight ahead. This was only about a, a week it came in here because we're running it uh -huh. these days. Uh -huh. uh, <clears throat> uh, the more, uh, it, the one that, the, that one that dunks in there is better as anybody but with railroad cheapo. Anyway. What was your favorite? Did you, um, the train, the train to Chicago? Chicago. The train to Los Angeles the or the train to New York? Did any of them have better food than the other well, or was it all the same? Well, you go there. This isn't like an airline plane at all. You, you uh -huh. just go there and you pick the one that you're, is on your tip and uh -huh. all the other things. And uh, that one in particular, uh, the one I like, started in New York City and then went from there to Washington, D.C., same train. What's that one called? Uh, the, the Sam, I don't know. I didn't go on too much on the... The city of New Orleans is Chicago, right? Chicago, right. Okay. Yeah. So then the That's one to New York... The ones. one to New York would be, and I'm trying to remember what it's called. I know the one to Los Angeles is a Sunset Limited, but um, right. but I'm, 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 does anybody know what we're thinking of the... 
the Amtrak train from here to New York City, mm -hmm. what it's the Crescent. Is it the Crescent? It's Crescent, but it's this yeah. two completely separate trains. The, well, yeah, of course. The uh, the city the of New Orleans. City of it's New a Orleans. city of that's New Orleans, I think. That's, that's the second thing. I think the first thing you had the and that's the one to Chicago, right? Uh, what? The one to Chicago is the city of New Orleans. Chicago, yeah. Okay. You, you and the, the one to New York is the Crescent. And yeah. the one to Los Angeles is the Sunset Limited. Uh-huh. And the one Sunset. on the West Coast the is Sunset. the Coast Starlight. And the one to... Oh, the one that goes across the top of the country from Chicago to Seattle mm -hmm. is... There's a Zephyr in there somewhere. I don't know what, what the... I'm mean, going to have to look. I guess we'll just look up on the Amtrak website, and they probably have all of them named there. There used to be one that went from New Orleans to uh, Jacksonville, wasn't there? But they stopped that one. I wonder uh, why was that, Tom? Yeah, that Do you know why the they stopped? Of, Why'd they stop? The middle of... Uh, the, in across the United States. Yeah, why did they stop that uh, train? They were was it just down all of it at that uh, point? When I was there, anyway. Uh huh. And uh, and then you would be there until it was time to get off, and that's about it. But I'm just trying to figure out why. Oh, Tom, they're having a 50th anniversary sale. Oh, I. Fifty percent off off uh, fares. That's right. It is their 50th anniversary. It was just you just said that in 1971 uh, is when they started. So wow, 50 percent off with a maximum fifty dollar per segment. Okay, so let's see what their um, let's see what their the name of their trains are. Mm -hmm. I wanna I wanna find out. All right. Okay, I can't. <laughs> Never mind. I'm looking to see uh, trains, but but no, there's no there's no list of the trains, just the routes. Different ones. Yeah, there is such a yeah. thing as no train. Nobody forces you to get on there. Uh -huh. And a lot of a lot of the uh, customers won't go there because they. Uh, I think I think Tom that you would have to be forced. Some people would have to be forced to go on them, like me. I would have to be forced to go on a train again. I have to say, um, you know, we we ended up Tom's train career in April of twenty uh, April of twenty nineteen. And I thought that it would be a great idea for Tom to end his train career on the Orient Express. Well, I have. Uh, and we did. Yes, and I would have to say that I waited just a little bit too long for that. But um, it was definitely a completely different experience from the one on Amtrak, which is certainly its own experience, to be sure. But, Tom, you have had many train trips, many, many train trips on Amtrak, and I'm still trying to find out what some of your great food was. What was your favorite great. thing that you could remember you train. ever had to eat mm -hmm. in the dining car on an Amtrak train? Uh, I'll tell you this. The, the what data, was it? The, 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 uh, how things are sitting. Mm -hmm. At the tr uh, let's pick one. You have a choice of one to do. I, I'm just trying to find out. First of all, I'm trying to ask the audience: 
If you know the name of the train that goes across the top of the United States from Chicago to Seattle, I'm looking for that one. And I'm, there's a chief, isn't there a chief? I think the chief goes across the middle. The chief is like the old Route 66. Goes from Chicago to Los Angeles, maybe. I don't know. And so where were we? What were we doing? Where yeah, I'm we? trying to find out what the name of the, the train that goes across the top of the United States uh-huh. is right. and the one that goes from Chicago one, to a, Los Angeles. Let me give you a few of them. And if yeah, went, go ahead, because uh, I thought of a few myself. And I'm also trying to re- trying to figure out why they closed down the train to Jacksonville out of New Orleans. Uh-huh. Well, um, they, because... they don't have a train, a train there, not working. So I'm saying, it's like they closed that route out, and I'm, I guess because of lack of of travelers, but I'm a little surprised by that, actually, because I would think that there'd be a lot of people going that way. Anyway, uh, I'm still trying to get from you, Tom, your favorite meal on a train. Okay, your favorite meal on a train. I will tell you that your favorite meal on the train was probably the one we had on the Orient Express, which was China and Crystal and gourmet food and all that kind of thing. But I'm talking about on Amtrak. Your favorite Amtrak meal. Your favorite favorite, Amtrak meal. My favorite... Uh, is the uh, one that runs from the, uh, the former uh, one for uh, uh, it's uh, the, uh, the New York, New York. It's, yeah, it's very uh, yeah. It's the Crescent. I'm glad we remember the Crescent. It's not the All crescent. right, five five six nine six nine six. We'll take a break and we'll be right back while Tom thinks about it. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care Hotel and Restaurant Supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. The Anchor in Madisonville has opened for the season with food to match the spectacular setting along the beautiful Shafunkta River. The smoker is turning out a variety of smoked meats for barbecue family packs. The expanded menu includes sandwiches, salads, and poor boys, but also a crawfish boil, seafood plates, and a lot of great appetizers. Bring the family to the anchor at the Chifuncta River in Madisonville. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. I get misty just holding your hand. True enough. I can see how that could happen. 5569696 is the number if you would like to reminisce with us about your own train travels and food that you have had on trains on this, the 50th anniversary weekend for Amtrak. 
we would love to hear from you. Um, Tom has had a long-standing, illustrious career as a train rider, complete with your own train tie, don't you, Tom? You still have your own train tie? Yes. And my own tried tie. Train tie, yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's more or less. I've been with you on only a couple of trains, which is kind of shocking. Let's see. We've had, as a family, we did... Oh, gosh. The first train trip that we ever took as a family, Tom was booking the train. Tom, okay. Tom was booking the train as a single person. So I will tell that story after we go to Gregory. We have 13 minutes left of the show. If you would like to join us, we'd love to have you. Let's go to Gregory. Riding Gregory, Tom is sitting here. Hmm? Sitting there? Yeah. Gregory's been passing messages through me to you, Tom, so you can speak to him directly. He's right here, Gregory. Where am I? Hello, Tom. It's so good. Oh, here? So good to have you back on the show. My first train ride was um, oh, the city of New Orleans, and um, I must have been seven, maybe six. Mm. Uh huh. But I, I just remember all the service. And my my uh, big brother and my little sister didn't know what to do. We kept running up and down the passageways. Cause I we know. To go to that observation car. And um, hang on one second, Gregory. It was only because my grandmother, because she refused to take airplanes. She refused to fly. And we were going up to Chicago for something. She went to go meet one of her brothers, my uncle Leo. And then the second what? time I went on a train was only a year later, on the old Sunset Limited. That was a long ride from New Orleans to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But I, I have memories of great ice cream in the dining car. I don't know. I was a kid, I suppose. And uh, I, I don't remember. All I know is this. I do recall that on both trains, the Sunset Limited and the city of New Orleans, they had pretty extensive menus back then. Now, this is the mm-hmm. late 60s. So where were we? When train travel still had a little class. And, uh, uh, of course, we had... <laughs> that's been a really too. long time, Gregory, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, yeah. It, it uh, was a long time ago. And, unfortunately, I've never been on a train again, except in Europe. Mm-hmm. Now, where it's when I was completely Europe, different I was experience. A lot. Yeah, completely and, different uh, experience. Yeah, um, but it's like train travel in this country, unfortunately, is a dying thing. Unless you're commuting, but I mean, as far as to yeah. get to a, a yeah. destination, it. I used to love Tom's reminiscences about his train travel, and uh, believe, I mean that that uh, the third course of his food show was spent in some train car. <laughs> oh, you mean the, what if was his recall. name? Nigel, the bartender. Yes. Not Nigel, the bartender. bartender. Did you, did you go on that train trip? Tom did two train trips to, I wasn't uh, able to go. Chicago. I wasn't able yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I, that was a big deal. <laughs> it was. And and people got sucked into that, thinking that it sounded like a great adventure, because most of these people had only traveled by air 
And so this train trip right. that Tom had talked and talked and talked about so much, his his love for the, the train was romantic and, and it sounded so it alluring. And so they all got on the train and they went to Chicago and they did have a really good time, but there were people who came... <laughs> <laughs> who said when well, they came off of that trip, never again. I do remember Tom, um, you know, Wait, yeah, commenting about never how again, that yeah. trip had gone in such a, such a time. And um, um, uh-huh. just the fact that when when uh, Tom would tell train stories, it was, just, it, it was just very endearing to us listeners. Also, when he would reminisce about his early days in radio, I mean... You know, it wasn't always about the food. It was about Tom's narratives and uh, yes, right. The fact that um, he's a whether he likes it or not, he's a New Orleans icon. So I'm just going to leave. No, he likes that. it. I'm so glad you brought up. <laughs> he, this. he likes it pretty well. <laughs> Trust me on that. Well, <laughs> whether he likes it or not, he likes it. Don't worry about a it. Terrific uh-huh. wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, Gregory, you have no idea. If I right. only knew, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 we were on Facebook right this minute, you would say that for sure. <laughs> All right. Take care, Gregory. Thanks for calling. If you have anything to add about Amtrak, it is their 50th anniversary, as it turns out, this weekend. And I was trying to get Tom to share some of his great meals on a train because they are no more like yeah, everything no. else with Amtrak. They've changed, you know, they've changed that too. And uh, now it's kind of like what they've done with um, with those hotels that are business hotels like the Marriott Courtyard, which started a whole trend. And we used to love going to the courtyard when the kids were little and having the breakfast buffet. And then one day all that went out and everything became sort of... Um, I won't say fast food, but if you could picture, you know, something along the lines of the Mrs. Drake sandwiches where you just picked up something uh, from a counter and and had whatever it was, you know, like yogurt in a cup with granola on top. And they've done something similar to Amtrak dining cars, which is a pity. I mean, well, I say it's a pity. I mean, the whole... (laughs) What what Amtrak did to train travel was then taken a step further when Amtrak yanked out the service in their dining cars. So let's just say let's just say it's not trending in a very good direction. Let's put it that way. But happy anniversary to Am- Amtrak anyway. It is still their fiftieth anniversary. That is on Monday. It is May Day on Monday. And uh, it is also a time that we are going to be doing a um, part of the telethon for WGSO, which is turning 75 this year. And throughout the year, there will be various fundraising efforts, one of which starts uh, this weekend. And we'll be doing a show. And I've just been told that the time for that show is changing. So tomorrow... We'll have a definitive time of when we're going to be on, but we have a show. It will not be a food show. It will be a telethon show. And the last time I did that was, it was a long time ago, but it was definitely fun. 
I'm trying to remember why we were doing it, but it wasn't Tom and me, it was just me. Anyway, just to finish reading this about Amtrak, because I got sidetracked by Tom coming in to talk about his experiences on the train. Amtrak coordinated, oh, wait, no, let's see, China Glassware, I'm going back down to the end. The inevitable, the inevitable, uh, okay, I've lost my place again. Amtrak has spates of upgrading its diners with better service where regional menus and more real cooking, but that has gone. But inevitable budgetary problems make those temporary. Tom has reported that the food is edible and occasionally very good in the dining cars, but nothing to write home about, although you certainly have the time to do so if you're on a train. A new development comes from a few companies that have renovated old passenger rail cars and gone back to the best service from the golden years. They tack their beautiful cars onto the Amtrak trains and go all over the country. The most prominent is Pullman, which has no connection with the Pullman Company of old. Tom keeps hoping this service will become more widespread. Yes, but very unlikely. I think those were tied to the um, New Orleans Public Railroad in some way. Anyway, I am not a big train fan. Uh, I realized that in the trip where we did the Orient Express, because if you can't love the Orient Express, you can't love train travel. <laughs> so I realized with all of that fantastic over-the-top kind of luxury, it was still a train. <laughs> and I realized, wait a second, it's still a train. So, uh, yeah, Tom and I do not share that affinity for, um, for train travel. But happy anniversary to, Ann, uh, to Amtrak. It is uh, 50 years old as of Saturday. It is also, as I said, the telethon for WGSO, which is celebrating 75 years this year of being the community voice of the Crescent City, of being the only news talk station that is locally owned and operated. They are also celebrating the fact that they are now a 501c3 charity designation by the IRS. So that means if you visit them on their website, beautiful new website, wgso.com, we highly recommend that you go have a look at that because it's really well done. They have a yellow button on it. It says donate. If you click that button and make a donation, it will be tax deductible thanks to the 501c3 designation. We highly recommend that you do that because your funds for the 75 for 75 campaign will be used to make improvements throughout the station. Happy anniversary to WGSO, and please join us on Saturday for our participation in the telethon. It'll be an auction. We'll be auctioning things off. We have our own platform here with the food show. It's called nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That is where if you go to nomenu.com and click on the food show, which is the first thing that comes up, you'll be able to catch anything you missed on the show. We have the show every weekday and the podcast is up. We usually keep pretty current with them. I think I'm three days behind. If I don't get a show, then I don't do any posting. They're all in order. So we'll catch that up on Monday probably, but it's only a couple of shows that are missing. Please tell a friend about the show. We'd love for you to uh, tell them to go to the Simple Radio app, Simple Radio app, download it, it's free. Type in 990 New Orleans, they can join us from any place. It's not much, it won't change your life, but it will give you two hours 
away from everything else that's out there, where we talk about nothing but toasted sourdough and how sweet the strawberries were this year, and whether or not ground-up anchovies will give you that umami factor in a stuffed artichoke. That's my next experiment. If you go to nomenu.com, you will find Tom's 50-year body of work, and that's a lot of good, good reading about food. Tom knows a lot about food and particularly about New Orleans food. So go to nomenu.com and explore it. 400 some odd great recipes there as well. The dining diary, the things that are specials around town at restaurants. There are restaurant reviews, extinct restaurants, all kinds of things. Please sign up for our newsletter. It comes out twice a week, delivered to your in- Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.